You're listening to the Course Report Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Course Report is the most complete resource for coding boot camps. On our site, we have thousands of reviews, hundreds of interviews, and a full directory of every coding boot camp around the world. On our podcast, we're sharing everything you need to stay up to date on this blossoming industry. Whether you're a boot camp founder or a future student, we hope you'll learn something on the Course Report Podcast. All right. Hi. Welcome, everyone, to the Course Report Coding Bootcamp News Roundup. Happy January. Happy January. And Happy New Year. We skipped a month of the podcast last month. We skipped December, but um, we're going to wrap up January in this episode. We'll talk through everything that happened. Did anything, did we miss anything huge in in December? Yes. Well, yeah, that was that. Bloomberg article that everyone's talking about. Lovely Bloomberg article. Okay, well, we'll finally get to talk about that. Um, Anything interesting on Course Report? I think, oh, in the last couple weeks, we released verified reviews. So you can now leave an alumni review uh, and link it to your GitHub or LinkedIn profile. Adds that extra level of credibility. And also, if you leave a verified review before July, we'll enter you in a contest to win $500 to Amazon. So uh, if you're a bootcamp alum, Go enter. All right. And then uh, I've been listening to not only the Course Report podcast, but also a couple others. I wanted to give them a shout out. Um, One is Breaking Into Startups. They've been interviewing a lot of coding bootcamp founders. We're going to talk about one of those episodes coming up. And then uh, the Code Newbie podcast has the founder of or the CEO of Tech Hire on this month. Uh, Totally suggest anyone listening to that if they want to know more more about Tech Hire. Um, And then shout out to Jason Field from BrainStation, another Coding Bootcamp founder. He's featured on Forbes 30 Under 30 list for education. Congratulations. Good, Jason. Jason. Very cool. (laughs) All right, so what are we going to talk about this month? What happened in January, y'all? There was a lot that happened. There's a funny story involving an Australian taking a taxi in Manila. Stay tuned. (laughs) Yes, I have more feel on that. And um, we also heard the stories behind the founders of three coding boot camps, which should be interesting, get a kind of insight into, you know, how they started these boot camps. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's some really fantastic initiatives for underserved communities in the U.S. and abroad, so we'll touch on those. We'll talk about how to hire boot campers and, you know, what to look for in your job search as a, an alum of a boot camp. Yeah, that sounds awesome. And some coding boot camps are doing some really cool stuff to get more people into tech, you know, scholarships, teaming up with companies, things like that. So we're excited to tell you guys about that. Yeah. And then we'll finish with boot camp updates and some new boot camps that we added to the directory. Uh, Lauren, how many do we have this this month? Um, a million? There's yeah, one million? Close to one million. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, I'm going to read you guys off a list of boot camps we added in December and January, so it's quite a few. Cool. Quite a few. Awesome. All right, so let's get started. Yeah, so we're going to start with a couple of general news items. Um, Lauren, I think you read an interesting article which was giving some great advice for people thinking about doing a coding boot camp. Yeah, this article is really interesting. It was by Wheezy Yancey Siegel and Inform Ed, and basically it gave an overview of the coding industry as well as, you know, what the high demand is and what you should be paying attention to when you're applying to these different jobs um, as a, a developer. So 
It starts off with an interesting piece of information. The U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics has determined that the employment of software developers is projected to grow by 17% from 2014 to 2024. So it's really important to note that this percentage is drastically different from the average of all occupations. So the average growth rate of all occupations is only 7%. So when you think about that, you realize how important it is to have these certain developing skills to be able to land these different jobs. Yancey Siegel talks about how it's important to not just focus on, you know, the salary and the fact that, you know, everybody wants to become a software developer because currently right now the average salary is $100,069 for U.S. developers. Wow, it's nice. important, right? It's important to realize that you can't just look at becoming a programmer for the salary. You have to realize that it's more to it. While like yes, what, what could somebody expect as I mean, a developer? Like what's a, a day-to-day? Question. Day, that's a great question. So in this industry, you're guaranteed flexibility, location independence. There are developers working all over the world. Our software developer is in yeah, Australia right in now. in Australia, absolutely. Um, and you can also have a lot of creativity and be able to create anything you, you want, mm-hmm. really, anything you can imagine. However, the downside of this industry is that you have to pay attention to the fact that it's very stressful. It's mm-hmm. not for the faint of heart. Um, it's intense. There's low human interaction. And she it's highlights in the article the fact that while when you go to coding boot camps, you're you know interacting with your cohort, your instructors, and how that may be a great experience, you have to understand that this profession is highly... Um, independent right self-driven yeah I also really like that they that she highlighted how to vet coding boot camps um that's yeah. super important if you're choosing a boot camp to actually get those skills definitely she talks about paying attention to what the alumni are saying mm-hmm. so read reviews on course report mm-hmm. shameless plug mm-hmm. and um, understand what that experience is like from a real person and you know do your due diligence do your research Understand what it is that you need and be realistic about the skills that you want to hone in on. Cool. Uh, Yeah, that was a really good high-level sort of overview of boot camps and just the profession in general. Uh, And then, Imogen, you came across something pretty heartwarming in our news alerts this this month, didn't you? (laughs) Yeah, it's a lovely story about how a taxi driver in... Manila, Philippines, somehow won a coding boot camp scholarship in Australia. How? (laughs) (laughs) So, an Australian businessman who actually works at a coding boot camp was traveling in Manila and he accidentally left his suitcase in the back of a taxi. And the taxi driver drove off. He you know, he probably thought he wasn't going to ever get it back. But, you know, a few hours later, the taxi driver turned up with the suitcase. And this businessman was so happy that he decided to give the taxi driver a full scholarship to Coda Factory Academy. In Australia. In Australia. Do you think that the cab driver will move to Australia and do the boot camp? I hope I so. Know. We gotta yeah. check in. Yeah, <laughs> we really we should follow up on this story. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think... One of the weird parts of the story is the fact that the businessman had $20,000 in his suitcase, which is why he was so happy to get it back. (laughs) Yeah, I want that suitcase back too. 
Cool. All right. Well, okay. So I gave a pretty, I gave a plug for this podcast earlier for breaking into startups, but I wanted to talk a little bit more about their episode this month, which focused on Kush Patel, who's the founder of App Academy. Um, they've also done episodes with Aubrey Brown from Te- uh, Telegraph Academy and Sean Drost from Hack Reactor. But I learned a lot from this podcast. So for example, did y'all know who was in the first cohort of Dev Bootcamp? How many bootcamp founders were in the first cohort of Dev Bootcamp? No. So many. Okay, so Kush what? was in the first uh, first right. cohort of Dev Bootcamp in 2012. Okay. So was Anthony, Sean, and Marcus from Hack Reactor. Whoa. And so was David Phillips from Hackbright. So, so did they plan? Dev Bootcamp to- just like <laughs> spawned um, yeah. all of the other bootcamps, which was really That's funny. So interesting. Um, yeah, so Kush was just talking about like as he founded the bootcamp, thinking about App Academy being sort of like the MIT of bootcamps. We all sort of hear boot camps with a goal that anyone can learn to code. That was not his goal. He wanted it to be a pretty elite uh, education option. Uh, and so that goal was really tied into the tuition model, which we all know is you don't pay tuition until you get a job. Um, and so that created this huge applicant pool and they could be really selective in who they actually accepted. So he goes into the application process. He goes into boot camp prep because App, App Academy has a new boot camp prep program. Um, one of the things I thought was interesting that they asked was from a caller or reader who said, who asked about like the demand for engineers. You know, we hear that stat all the time, Lauren, that you were talking about earlier, uh, about the growth for demand for, for software engineers. Uh, but like realistically there are 25,000 grads coming out of boot camps a year, you know, kind of asking like, what gives, when does that demand kind of run out? Um, and Kush says what gives is salary and jobs. Um, but he also says that app Academy grads are competing sort of at a different level because they've always been about educating at a, at a higher level. And very interesting. He said that App Academy in Berkeley actually had the same number of computer science grads last year and App Academy placed more graduates at Google than Berkeley did. Probably the top uh, CS program in the U.S. So... Go App Academy. Go go App Academy. Pretty impressive. Cool. Yeah. Um, And talking about founders, I also read an interesting article about a founder, and it didn't have as many interesting stats as your one, Liz, but (laughs) (laughs) it was a profile of um, the founder of Trilogy Education, Dan Sommer. Now, Trilogy Education is an interesting company. They partner with universities around the country to do part-time 24-week coding boot camps through the continuing education departments at those universities. Um, And can I just add that they're taking over? Yeah, yeah. it does seem like that. They have a couple new campuses launch like each month, so they do have a ton of a ton of programs. They now have sixteen programs um, at places like Rutgers, Northwestern, and UT Austin. So they're 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 all over the place. Um, But I didn't realize actually that Trilogy is actually based here in New York, where Mm -hmm. we are, and the CEO lives on the Upper East Side. If you guys are interested in where he lives, yeah. What else do we learn about? The yeah. CEO from this in-depth article. His favorite <laughs> restaurant is um, some a fancy place in downtown Manhattan. Oh, um, good for him. <laughs> but, I mean, it is interesting to hear about this because we, you know, this 
this this organization has been a little bit mysterious to us. Mm-hmm. Um, we were kind of wondering who was behind all these um, new boot camps, and so it's kind of interesting to to have a kind of a face behind the name kind of thing and totally and learn a little bit more about it. Okay, so then on the opposite side of the spectrum, I think you know this month we saw boot camp, the boot camp model sort of pop up in some cool places and boot camps working in underserved communities. We saw this in the U.S. and abroad. Um, so Imogen, maybe start out in the U.S. What did we see in Delaware? So in Delaware, there was um, a competition for young entrepreneurs, and it was actually judged by a coding bootcamp instructor from Zipcode Wilmington, who we know very well. Um, And it was really cool because it was aimed at young men and boys of color in Wilmington so that they had a platform to showcase their ideas, receive feedback, and compete for funding to turn their entrepreneurial dreams into reality um and so it was it was one it was won by two sophomores from the university of delaware and oh actually one of them was also from penn state and their idea was a real estate venture called tradelink pro which they were hoping would level the playing field for investors from all racial financial and educational backgrounds um and it was held um in to coincide with martin luther king day very good timing. Um, as a kind of, they called it Raising Kings Week 2017. Love it. Yes. Should be a day on. It sounds like it was a very productive day on. Cool. Yes. Um, well, Wilmington is home to zip code, but they are, seem like they're like on the tech city map. So no surprise there. Okay, Lauren, do you want to take us across the pond and tell yes. us what's going on in London? Across the pond. <laughs> so Liverpool Girl Geeks is partnering with Sony PlayStation, um, and they are going to be collaborating on a six-week boot camp for girls ages 11 to 14. Um, They're really trying to increase the number of girls learning technology and video game production, which is really, really cool. So last year, they had about 90 applications for 15 spots, but with this new partnership, they're hoping to teach 400 girls this year. That's amazing. Yes, very amazing. And I just want to read a quote from the senior release manager at PlayStation. She says, there's a gender imbalance within our technology sector, and we need to take action now to ensure a more balanced and inclusive industry for the future. The games industry is an amazing place to work, so we should actively encourage young women to join it by inspiring, championing, and empowering them to achieve their dreams. I believe by supporting Liverpool Girl Geeks, we are working towards that cultural change. Cool. So I thought that was a really nice quote. Beautiful. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that obviously wouldn't go on, like, course report because it's for 11 to 14-year-old right. girls, but it's still super noteworthy, especially, like, just in light of the lack of women in gaming, yeah. we all hear yeah. about Gamergate, and so this is a super important it topic. really is. I love hearing when, you know, well-known companies like PlayStation want to get involved with teaching people to code. It's, it's really awesome. Yeah, it's smart. Okay, Imogen, what's going on in Pakistan? So in Pakistan, they are launching a digital skills boot camp to empower women. Um, it is called She Skills, and it is started. It, is, it was started by Saad Hamid, um, who calls herself a digital evangelist and community mobilizer. Um, So one of the reasons she wanted to start it is because actually only 25% of workers total in Pakistan are women. Um, So only 25% of the workforce is female. Um, And only 14% of those women work in tech. So it's only a tiny number of women who work in tech, and they really want to get 
more women in tech. And Saad herself um, held a, a skills workshop a little while ago, and so many people came up to her saying, you know, we want to learn coding, we want to learn how to do cool. this stuff. And she realized there was a real need to start some kind of boot camp. So this is a six-week-long program, and they offer classes in web development, digital design, um, digital marketing, um, and a few other things. And um, they are offering both in-person and online courses. Cool. Um, all right. And then over in Gaza, uh, the we read in TechCrunch this month that the founder and CEO of Salesforce, Mark Benioff, is uh, joining the uh, a group of pretty big name backers behind the first coding academy in Gaza and Palestine. So this initiative was created by Gaza Sky Geeks. They have a startup incubator, a co-working hub. Uh, it's also backed by US-based nonprofit Mercy Corps. I don't know if we're familiar with, with that organization, but they set a goal to, to raise $95,000. They totally exceeded that. Now they're trying to raise $400,000, which is going to support that co-working hub and then also launch Gaza's first coding academy. Gaza Sky Geeks is uh, backed by now by the Salesforce CEO, but also by Dave McClure from 500 Startups, uh, Paul Graham from Y Combinator, um, Brad Feld from Techstars, like Those huge names. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously yeah. big names. The tech industry is hard to break into in the U.S. It's even harder to break into in a country that doesn't have like regular access to power and fuel and electricity. Um, and so that's something that Dave McClure actually pointed out was that uh, technologists in Gaza have even more hustle because they're working in such a tough environment. So uh, hopefully this will go towards that. Awesome. Cool. Very cool. Um, and then, Lauren, do you want to finish us off with a story from Africa? Yes. So, cool. Nairobi-based coding boot camp, Moringa School, plans to expand their educational programs to three more African countries. They haven't released what, what those countries will be yet, but they're expanding, which is really great. Yeah, it was really interesting to read about the founder of Moringa School, Audrey Chang, and how she talks about the excitement for expanding the educational programs throughout Africa. She talks about how learning to code is not as easy as teaching other subjects, and it's especially not easy to teach within certain countries that don't have strong connectivity throughout various parts of the continent. And so they they were talking about how, you know, they considered an online version mm, of the program, but yeah. that might not work based off of the area and location. Um, but they're testing out different ways to, you know, get more access to this technology education, which cool. I think is really great. Yeah, there are a couple of big boot camps in Africa, actually. Um, Andela is the other one mm -hmm. that comes to mind. And then Moringa is also really doing cool things. But Andel is also in Nairobi, too. So mm -hmm. couple, couple of Kenyan coding schools. Love it. Yeah, very cool. And Liz, it's time for us to talk about that Let's Bloomberg about article. Um, okay, cool. <laughs> well, so this month, actually, Tech Republic published an article. Alison Denisco um, did the research for it. Honestly, I thought this was a better researched but article, but had sort of the same approach to, to the Bloomberg article, which is really looking at graduates of coding boot camps and asking if they're worth hiring, right? So let's talk about this Tech Republic article 
article first, right? So she talks with uh, Triple Byte, who did a study on how boot camp grads and college grads perform during their technical interviews with their company. And they found that boot camp graduates were better at web programming and writing like clean code, being able to start on day one. They're worse at algorithms and they're worse at understanding how computers actually work, the theory behind it. Mm-hmm. I think we could have all predicted that. Yeah. And then she talks with the founder of Dev Bootcamp, Tarlin Ray. And one thing that he pointed out that I thought was actually a really good point is that uh, he says people perceive that there's one set job for coding school graduates, which is this full stack developer. Mm-hmm. But actually, like there are a lot of other jobs that people go into after coding bootcamp. It's really boiling it down way too far to think that everyone's going to get the same job when they graduate. Uh, they could be a better fit in DevOps or QA or engineering support or developer sales. There's so many other jobs that you can get when you graduate from a bootcamp. And then the other thing that he pointed out is that a bootcamp is like the first step, right? It's the first step in your education. If you're deciding to get into this career, you are signing up for a life of learning. And if you are not into lifelong learning, then this is not the job for you. (laughs) So I think that people expect that in someone's first job, they're going to need some like skilling up, some training, and really, when we talk to employers, the the most successful employers uh, in hiring boot campers like really understand that, and they have mm-hmm. systems in place that help all of their new hires be really successful at their company, not just boot campers. So they have like mentorship programs or apprenticeship programs, for example. And then finally, in this Tech Republic article, they talk to a few companies, which was really cool to actually speak to employers and get like real quotes. But a couple of them were really cool. Doxley talked about hiring Ironyard Bootcamp graduates and said that the the two graduates that they had hired came through their program and gained an incredible amount of knowledge in software engineering fundamentals, uh, and they've been very eager to learn and grow to the next level. So companies that complain about not being able to find a technical talent and completely like write off boot camps before actually interviewing boot campers uh, and like taking them seriously are really doing themselves a disservice. Yeah. They're um, missing out on a lot. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it kind of sounds to me like from that article that the advice to employees is kind of treat individuals on a case by case basis. Yeah. Like don't, Absolutely. don't make blanket assumptions about someone's skills just because of how they got their skills. Right? Just like you wouldn't hire, you know, every single developer or every single applicant that comes out of a certain CS program. You also exactly. wouldn't hire every single, you know, boot camp graduate. But then I sort of found this disconnect between that type of article that was like pretty well researched. She mm-hmm. talked to a lot of different types of student or a lot of different types of employers and uh, and you know companies. And then the Bloomberg article, which was published in December, it was called "Want a Job in Silicon Valley? Keep Away from Coding Schools." Oh dear. Hmm. <laughs> Hashtag fake news. Imagine how we felt when we first saw that title. So so, uh, first of all, the title is grossly misleading, right? She starts with this story from Jose Contreras, a story that we have heard many times because Jose has been talking about this story for like two and a half years. He's written a review on Course Report years ago. He should definitely talk about his experience with Coding House. It's a really good warning. And obviously there need to be like tight... Uh, regulations, the BPPE needs to be like cracking down on those on those California coding schools that are not registering with them. 
but it's not a new story. And Sarah like really runs with it in this, in this Bloomberg article. I think it was also just a really like pessimistic view of our data and of mm-hmm. the, the success that students have seen. So she does use course reports, most recent survey of bootcamp graduates, but really highlights that a third of bootcamp grads didn't have a job within 90 days when in fact it's like, you know, 70% of students have a have a job paying an average of $65,000 within 6 months, yeah, right? That's like good. it's kind of a great outcome for yeah. an education program um In and she just like found a really great way to make it sound terrible. So, I don't know, what else do we think about this Bloomberg article? I mean, it just it just isn't very balanced. It kind of I mean, because it starts out talking about that the bad experience that this person had at Coding House, it almost is implying that, you know, that's what would probably happen to you if you went to a boot camp. Mm -hmm. Um, And it just doesn't, it just doesn't like give the other side of the story. You know, they don't talk to enough successful alums who have turned their lives around and found great jobs. I just hope that this isn't the first article someone is seeing if they've never read about coding boot camps in general because it definitely paints such a negative light and we don't agree with it. Yeah, I think I think what made me most mad about the employer quotes in this article is that they're just like not true. Like we have employer spotlights on course report right now with Cisco. Cisco. With Cisco. Yeah. <laughs> half They're of so their yeah. like, they have hired boot camps. Yeah. Half of their CTAO team the wrong came from <laughs> Hack Reactor, so I don't I, yeah, some disconnect there. I know that there are sale, that there are bootcamp grads working at Salesforce and Google. So yeah, yeah. exactly. Let's move on. Um, Let's move on. So Lauren, I think you were reading an article about um, colleges to maybe offer money back guarantees. Yeah, this article is actually very interesting. So this is a U.S. News article and basically there's a new bipartisan bill in Congress that's calling for colleges and universities to basically lose eligibility for their students to receive federal loans and for these universities to cover some of the debt that students fail to repay should the default amount exceed a certain level. And so this article talks about calling for these certain types of guarantees on colleges so that they can transfer the risk off of the students and more so on the colleges to be held accountable for the educational programs to be able to help students land these jobs to be able to pay back these loans. So yeah, I think it's a definitely important that we realize that colleges and universities are looking to coding boot camps for tips and advice on how to, you know, combat this student loan default. Cool. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really neat that they're looking to boot camps. It really yeah. is. Cool. And um, Liz, I think you have a tech hire update oh, yeah. for us. Is that right? Tiny tech hire update. Um, one thing I will say is that if you're interested in tech hire, you should definitely check out this episode of Code, or Code Newbie uh, with uh, Tess Posner. She's the managing director of Tech Hire. Yeah, so Tech Hire is now part of the nonprofit Opportunity at Work. Uh, and Tess gives like a ton of information about how that's manifesting in different communities. Uh, one of those communities is Arizona. Uh, they 
according to this article, are going all in on tech hire. They're building a pipeline of technology talent. Um, one of the things that they proposed is launching a micro training pilot in 2017 to allocate resources and roles of um, their member organizations and all using existing funding by the state. So that might include a coding boot camp. It might not. Okay. Arizona does not have they have any coding boot camps right now? I think there are a couple in Phoenix. Yeah, um, Coda Camps has yeah, a Coda Camps does. Yeah. yeah, totally true. Um, cool. So we will look forward to seeing what Arizona does in Tech Hire. All right. So next, let's talk about some unique initiatives that we've been seeing. There's been some pretty cool collaborations with boot camps and different types of companies and organizations. So a great initiative that I read about this month is that Lighthouse Labs, a Canadian coding bootcamp, is expanding its HTML 500 to nine different cities. So HTML 500 is a a learn to code event that that it's free for anyone to come to. So this year they are hosting it in Toronto, Vancouver, Montreal, Calgary, Ottawa, Halifax, Victoria, London, and Saskatoon. So they're saying that more than 2,500 people will be able to take part in this event. Um, so cool. Yeah. Didn't you just, didn't we just talk to a Lighthouse Lab grad who was intro to Lighthouse Labs through yeah, HML 500? Yes, yeah. That was yeah. her first introduction and that's how she was sold on Lighthouse Labs. So yeah. cool. But I mean, apparently this isn't just a marketing thing for them though. They actually yeah. feel like it's There's actually a great quote here from um, Jeremy Shackey, the founder of Lighthouse Labs. He says, it has never been more important for the next generation to learn to code. The future of job stability depends on it. So they really do feel passionate about exposing everyone and anyone to coding. So neat. Okay, up kind of the same alley. Uh, I don't know if y'all have heard about this, but Flatiron School and Birchbox are teaming up. Uh, they're what are offering they a scholarship. Doing? Yeah, this is really cool. Okay, so first the article gives some nice stats. I actually really enjoyed reading these, but did we know that women-led companies perform three times better than companies that have male CEOs? Oh, pretty wow. cool, right? That's hey, awesome. Yeah. I like However, that. <laughs> however, women in the U.S. Are only earn twenty-eight percent of computer science degrees and mm-hmm. only own five percent of tech startups. So, uh, Birchbox and Flatiron School have teamed up. They created Women Take Tech, which is a scholarship program for women who are pursuing careers in web development at Flatiron School. Uh, they're giving away over $100,000 in scholarship funding to 25 women. Um, one important thing, Ed Surge also wrote about this. This is for Flatiron School's online program, uh, which is $1,500 a month. So with the scholarship, it'll be $750. I personally cool. just love this. Like I love Birchbox. I think they're so empowering to their own users, which a lot of them are women, um, and they totally recognize the underrepresentation in tech and are trying to do something about it. So just more props to Birchbox. Very cool. Can't get enough of them. Um, and another cool partnership is Netflix is partnering up with a coding bootcamp to offer an Android development bootcamp. Um, they have realized that there is a big demand for Android developers specifically in the Bay Area. And um, 
as Netflix has expanded to lots of different countries, they've found that many of their users actually use mo- Netflix on their mobiles more than on un- other platforms, mm. um, which I had no idea mm. about. Now you can watch offline too. Yeah. So oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> So I think in a lot of these um, other countries where people, you know, maybe only have a mobile phone, they don't have mm. a computer. Mm-hmm. They, totally. That's how they would watch Netflix. Um, so they've teamed up with a coding bootcamp called Code Path, and they're going to be offering um, eight-week part-time bootcamps at the Netflix HQ in Los Gatos. Um, the classes are going to be completely free for participants to attend. Although I think it's yeah, I think it's going to be quite competitive though, because they're only going to be accepting fifteen people into the first. Oh slot so if you want to yeah if you want to um get into that course you better apply now um and classes start march 6th very neat okay and then finally um galvanize which is a boot camp they started in denver but they are everywhere now they're teaming up with the colorado uh cdot which is colorado department of transportation um to bring more technology to the transportation sector which is really cool um so as a result of this partnership, Galvanize is going to provide CDOT employees access to all of their education programs. They'll have access to all of those resources and opportunities. And then also the Galvanize students will have access to CDOT information and will be able to work together to solve challenges that the Department of Transportation faces. So uh, maybe we will see some cool self-driving car final projects in the future. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds awesome. Yeah. So um, next we have some boot camp updates for you guys. Uh, Springboard, which is an online learning company, is launching their first data science boot camp. It costs about $4,800 to $6,000, depending on your payment method. And this boot camp course will be 8 to 10 hours a week, and it runs for about 5 to 6 months. And classes are going to start on January 30th. Yay, and... Is that the one where they're offering a money-back guarantee? Yes. If you do not receive a job, you don't have to pay. 100% refund. That is so cool. I love that. Very cool. And I was reading about a awesome sounding live-in coding boot camp in Medellin, Colombia. Yes, I know how to pronounce that because I watched Narcos. I was just about to say. (laughs) I was just about to say. It sounds like Pablo Escobar. (laughs) Let's not give them a bad name here. That's true. That's true. I think this is a totally above board coding boot camp. I don't think any... Okay, but what's a digital nomad, Imogen? I don't even know what this is. That's that's the cool thing. That's the unusual thing about this coding bootcamp is they're aiming to train people to become digital nomads, meaning that they will be able to travel and work as developers and live in all different countries around the world. And that's what the founder himself has been doing for the last part of his career. He's lived on four continents and traveled to over 40 countries. And he realized this was a great way of life. He wanted to teach others how to do it. So he's founded this boot camp called Destination Dev. It's a live-in boot camp in, in Medellin, which is, his, which is where this guy, William Duran, is from. And it's going to um, be an eight-week boot camp and will offer coding classes and cultural immersion activities. And yeah, everyone will live together and work together and then all move off and travel the world 
as digital nomads. That sounds pretty cool. I mean, that, that is a serious Very skill to learn too, right? Like mm-hmm. not just learning to code, but also being like a really effective remote developer. Mm-hmm. Um, so if they can teach it, then sounds pretty worthwhile to me. Yeah. Okay, Lauren, tell us about the new schools we added to Course Report last month. Okay, guys. This is December and January, right? This is December and January. So we have Coding Academy by Epitech in Paris, France. Keep Coding in Madrid, Spain. ASI Data Science in London, England. Labs IoT, which is online. The Coding Bootcamp at UCI Continuing Education in Irvine, California. Upscale Academy in Los Angeles, Coding Nomads in Bali, Mexico City, and Thailand. Very cool. Application University in Los Angeles, San Diego, and San Francisco. We have 2020 Shift in NYC, Maiden Academy in Bath, England, Cyber Retraining Academy in London, England, Case Western Reserve University Coding Bootcamp in Cleveland, Ohio, Southern Methodist University Coding Bootcamp in Dallas, Texas, University of Arizona Coding Bootcamp in Chandler, Arizona. Hold on, guys. Stay with me. (laughs) Framework in Los Angeles. Go Code Academy in Buckinghamshire, England. Sun Training Center in Miami. Parallax Code Academy in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And finally, Cleveland Codes in Cleveland, Ohio. I think that's 20 schools. That's insane. Amazing. Yes. Cool. Very cool. What was everyone's favorite piece to work on this month? Well, my favorite was a great interview with um, a girl called Marissa who went to Hackbright Academy. And she was cool because she was actually a professional soccer player before she decided. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I sent that article to my sisters. They loved it because they were also (laughs) soccer players. That's so cool. Yeah. So it's like at first I was like, wow, that's a huge career change. But talking to her, she said there were actually a lot of parallels. Like she said that she found um, soccer kind of a very challenging, problem solving, heavy sport Mm. to play. And she said that when she started coding, she kind of felt the same kind of motivations in that, that she was facing these challenges and then having to problem solve them to to find the answer. And now she's got an awesome job as a developer at a company called Ellie Mae. Cool. Amazing. Um, My favorite piece to write was the Ultimate Guide to Security Bootcamp. So did you guys know that by 2019, there's going to be a need for 6 million security professionals? That is amazing, and... Six million. Wow. Yeah, that's incredible. How do you train to be a security professional, though? I feel like... So, there. that's the thing. This guy, you guys got to check it out on Course Report, um, gives a lot of tips on the types of skills you need as a cybersecurity professional, mm-hmm. and it also talks about the industry as a whole in terms of, you know, the fact that in 2019, we'll need six million security professionals, but we'll be short 1.5 million, mm-hmm. and so the the growth and demand of this um, industry is really important. So check out this guide to figure out if security boot camps is something that you would be interested in. And Liz, what was your favorite piece to work on? Oh, well, thanks for asking. Okay. It wasn't in January. It was at the end of December, but we read that Bloomberg article. It was really upsetting because it was all about how employers like won't hire boot campers. And I decided that I would just look into that. So um, we published this article called Eight Companies Who Actually Love Hiring Coding Boot Campers. Because in our last student outcome survey, alumni all tell us where they're now working. So I just like crunched those numbers. And there are boot camp alumni working in over 650 different companies. So saying that no one hires boot campers is a uh, 
complete falsehood. Yeah. Um, alternate fact. <laughs> um, anyways, so yeah, and a lot of these companies have hired multiple developers. Uh, we've talked to Capital One Labs, Progressive, Cisco, Eventbrite, Razorfish. Like these are legit companies and they love hiring boot campers. Um, I just want to go back to a quote that Pat Poles, who's the director of engineering at Eventbrite, how he puts it. He says, if you make the investment, you choose the right people and you invest in them in the right way, it's going to pay off. So nice. Listen to Pat, you know? Um, yeah. So I loved working on that because it just reinforced my love for the bootcamp world. Yay. All right. So that's it for January news. We will include links to all of the posts that we talked about in our resources section. Remember, we always want feedback. So email us at hello at course to connect. And if you liked this podcast, let us know in the reviews by going to iTunes, searching for course report, subscribing to our podcast and leaving a review and sign up to get weekly news on our newsletter. Uh, have a good one. Bye. Bye.